Welcome to the Social Insight Show, sharing social media industry perspectives. And now, here's your host, Jeff DeHaven. Welcome to another episode of uh, Social Insights Podcast. This podcast is created to inspire you to use social media and to do more with social media. It's going to showcase a lot of possibilities that take place within social media, real life experience we're going to talk about and all of that. So today we're excited to have Josh. Josh is from Saginaw Valley State University. He's 25 in his junior year. Welcome, Josh, to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for being here. For those that don't know, let's give a little background on you know, how social media really, you know, rocked your world a little bit. Most recently, right before the holidays, you came up with this idea. Tell us a little bit about your idea. Well, I've always kind of been a, a prankster and, you know, I just kind of made made a fool out of myself and been, been good at it. So a couple years ago, I thought just out of the blue one day, I don't even think it was in the holiday season, um, but I thought it'd be funny to uh, hire a fake family and do a Christmas card and trick relatives that I hadn't seen in a few years. You know, I laugh pretty hard because, you know, when I picture something, I can picture the end product. And, you know, I was I was laughing. And finally, my mom, I think she was with me, she asked me, what are you laughing about? And I explained it to her. And she told me right away it was a bad idea and said I better <laughs> never do it and stuff like that. And so... Like parents always do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, like kids always do, I ended up ignoring the advice. This year, I, I spent a couple years traveling around the country and uh, I moved back and I'm going to school now. Most recently I was in Montana living in a camper and, and your imagination runs wild when you're out there by yourself. So I mm-hmm. think of all this stuff, kind of putting your life on hold and working for a year. I came back and I've just kind of been been making things happen this year. So uh, holiday season rolled around and I just decided that uh, this year was the year I was going to I was gonna go all out and make the prank happen. And when you say prank, what did you do first? You had this idea to, like you said, hire a fake family. Was your goal to make holiday cards and send them out or was your goal to just kind of put it online or what were you thinking initially it was strictly a goal to uh, or a prank to to trick my family I wasn't I wasn't doing this to go viral that just kind of was a was a byproduct I put an ad online for a family and almost immediately the community just took it and ran with it and I had I had dozens and dozens of volunteers people sending me pictures of their kids saying hey use my wife and kids hey come over we'll feed you dinner and oh, wow. I uh, the ad I put on was actually a picture of a $20 bill onto a couple different Facebook groups local Facebook groups and I said okay. wanted random family for me to take Christmas portraits with and uh, yeah everyone everyone started sharing it and blowing it up somebody screenshotted a picture of my ad and put it on imager and then actually got uh, almost 200,000 views within like 24 hours it was wow. So yeah, that got kind of crazy. Within a day of putting the ad on, uh, I had a family volunteer. I had several photographers volunteer. We got studio access, all of this for free. Jeez. And we met up, and uh, the next night after I put the ad online, I had cards in hand. So, Jeez, this, I didn't mess around. Yeah, this thing really came together. It just, it, we made it happen. So you posted it on Craigslist or Facebook groups only? Facebook groups only, yeah. Okay. One, of the, one of the groups was Mid-Michigan Man Stuff for Sale. You know, it's like trucks and tractors and, you know, guns and stuff like that. And, okay. You know, I always just see interesting posts from those people. I figured there'd be, a, there's about 100,000 members and, and they're all local. You know, I didn't want to end up getting somebody from a couple hours away. Saginaw Big Yard Sale was another group I posted in. They both blew up pretty big. So you said you had a lot lot of opportunities how did you decipher who you should go with well for that criteria the candidate I was looking for had to meet two criteria I wanted somebody who obviously was a good fit somebody who would look funny in the card probably almost more importantly somebody who was enthusiastic about it because I didn't want to turn down all the other candidates and select this this one and then the next day rolls around and the hype is kind of blown over and the person thought it was a great idea initially and you know you got a lot of people that promise and don't deliver and one of the ladies that reached out to me I'll never forget she was uh, she goes by the name Jess Jack 
on Facebook, and she messaged <laughs> me, and she, she said, hey, I got a lot of tattoos, I got teenage kids, and I think I can be an intimidating woman for your picture. So uh, <laughs> I like, could tell, perfect, huh? yeah, I could tell, I could tell right away she was as excited about it as I was, and she said, yeah, you know, you can keep the money, and her enthusiasm right off the right off the bat, she uh, was kind of on the same page as me. You know, we were both just down to dress up and make fun of ourselves, and uh, we had her kind of do makeup to kind of look, you know, intimidating and stuff. And she didn't own any black lipstick, but I want a black lipstick for like the, the real kind of goth look. But, you know, we stuffed her shirt to make her look pregnant and she wore, you know, oh, it was, uh, she's really not, you know, a mean person at all. She's, she was, she was great from the start, very genuine person. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And her kids were totally for it. Yeah. Well, uh, the two younger ones, you know, and kids are kind of hard to read. They're always just kind of, you know, kind of there and kind of rolling their eyes and stuff but they they were laughing we were all laughing we all thought it was pretty funny and really they you know none of them really complained or anything there's some rolling of eyes but you know kids do that and right and everything just turned out really well one of the kids was 17 he just turned 18 uh this past week okay i saw on facebook because i stay in touch with with jess now we're friends so but yeah he was the one standing in the back and he just looks he just looks just downright against it he was kind of like that the whole time so it, it, it ended up working out for us that's great. So when you uh, connected with, like you said, you got a photography or, or several people offering to take the photos, give you studio time and all of that, were they asking for anything in, re in return? No, no. These people just thought it'd be fun to be a part of and nobody even, and even when it blew up like, hey, you know, throw my name out there. Hey, you know, nobody even said, shout out to me on, you know, people joke around, shout out to me when you're, if you're on national news and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, nobody was even hinting at at, at wanting anything in return. They were just happy to be a part of it. So you said you got the cards in 24 hours. Did you send them out immediately to your family? I sent out the first batch. I, di I didn't have a lot of stamps on hand, so okay. I used up probably you know, half a dozen stamps that I had left. And then the next two weeks were, were so crazy. I, you know, I, it took me a while for me to go out and get the rest of the stamps and mailed out a couple batches. By the, the first batch of cards didn't even make it out. I mean, everyone, everyone pretty much knew about it from national news by that point. It was, it was a couple days later that news outlets had beaten me to all my relatives. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, but it's all right. I mean, fun. one of my aunts in Arizona, and we got, I got relatives all over the place. One of my aunts in Arizona, who's kind of my, my prankster aunt, I got two of them on my dad's side and they're both just great sense of humor uh she was reading an article about me online and didn't even know it was me and she's reading this article and she's laughing you know just because it's a stupid you know little thing uh, then all of a sudden she reads the caption and and she then she looks up and she recognizes that's her nephew and it just kind of was one of those mind-blowing experiences you know and i just kind of picked she, she told me she was laughing so hard she was crying and she couldn't stop kind of picturing that you know her seeing it on the news you know and seeing right. it blow up big and not even knowing it was me that to me is kind of even a better revelation than than getting it in the mail would have been imagine. so yeah yeah that sounds great who started her i guess who contacted you first from your family that, that you knew was starting to see it and it was starting to get out to them? One of my sisters saw a screenshot of the ad that blew up. Okay. And so she kind of knew it was coming. I tried my best. I posted it in closed groups on Facebook that none of my family members are, are part of. You know, one of your friends sees it and people start spreading it around and I'm friends with a lot of my family on Facebook. So people are people were starting to see it. My one sister, Miranda, in Wisconsin was the one who saw it coming before it actually got big. So she was the first one. Do you kind of wish you wouldn't have put it online first? 
and let them get the postcards. Like I said, I think for people to see me on national news is kind of funnier than if they would have gotten it in the mail. Mm-hmm. You know, just for it to blow up that big and, and to be able to tell their friends and family, hey, that's my brother or that's my cousin. That to me is kind of, because you're not really going to get, the, I mean, you can always send stuff out in the mail. For them to see it on such a large scale and then to know that theirs is coming in the mail, it's almost like they're on the news because they were part of this prank from being my family. And this the secret was spoiled, but not in a bad way. You know, I don't feel bad about it. The only thing was it did happen during exam week at school and I had a seven page paper I had to try to sit down and write and you know, you gotta get in the zone for a seven page paper and oh, yeah. you know, I had trouble focusing on that. It ended up doing fine and passing all my classes and everything. That would be the only thing. I would time it a little better and done it right after exam week. So you had time to relax and, and yeah. bring it all in. Yeah. So then the postcards I mean became more more of like a souvenir or, or showing off that that whole experience then you yeah know what I mean? and, and how it worked out mm-hmm. were you involved in in getting this out there or was it just you said you posted in a couple of smaller groups that were closed and then your friends kind of took screenshots and spread it out from there so you didn't really have involvement in making it go viral it just kind of happened from interactions that you received from your friends correct well the initial people somebody screen I didn't screenshot my ad somebody screenshotted that and put it online and it kind of gained a, a following and everyone was begging please finish product we want to see the finished product and, oh, okay and uh, I'm the kind of person if I say I'm gonna do something I'm gonna deliver you know I don't I don't like to say something and then you know just never deliver so okay I posted to these close groups a screenshot of the card or a scan of the card I took in the library here at SVSU actually and then I posted that in those groups and still really underestimating how big it was gonna get but just kind of feeding the masses the people who wanted it getting it out to them and and yeah then it blew up and it went to imager again the person who had the original post I'll post that as a follow-up post and and so that the people who were following on imager could see it from there fox news i think was the first one to pick it up i think i philadelphia fox philadelphia they had a little a little article on a website some you know small couple paragraphs and i really didn't think anything of it and then a clone article popped up in texas and california and minnesota and then it was on the radio in a, in a small town of 1500 people where i have some friends that go to college in new Ulm, minnesota i underestimated it i mean pretty much until i started getting uh, messages from producers at, at good morning america and writers at buzzfeed i really didn't know how big it had gotten i was joking around about it joking around about ellen degeneres and jimmy kimmel and stuff right after i made that joke to one of my friends a producer at good morning america reached out to me so <laughs> it was a uh, kind of funny time with that so certainly social media drove this whole thing and made it all possible and like you said it was from your friends and their interaction for those I know you keep talking about imager some people listening may not know what that is can you tell us a little bit about that platform I really don't know much about it either and I'm okay. not big on all sorts of social media I created a Twitter for this because somebody said make a Twitter and put it on there so I made a Twitter for the card and it's one of my two pictures on there or something like that imager is from what I understand it it's basically just pictures and and it's just a big image gallery and they have it's almost like the chive I think in some ways where they've got you know funny section I don't really I'm not on it too much I, I guess yeah, I wouldn't be the the expert I wouldn't be the authority on what the site's about that's my understanding of it okay so would you say imager was the the platform that made the most viral attention happen from that or would you attest that to Facebook or Twitter as far as social media goes probably imager the Facebook groups were closed groups I think if it would have been a public group Facebook would have been the the fire that kind of kept everything going you know after the national media had picked it up a lot of other smaller Facebook groups like uh, Cloyd Rivers who's famous for his America 
you know, or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that. He picked it up. Uh, George Takei, who was, uh, I believe he was in Star Trek, and he picked it up, and Bad Parenting, and a bunch of these, a bunch of other Facebook groups that, you know, have these hundreds of thousands or millions of fans. Right. Um, those people pick it up and share it, and Facebook really, I mean, that kept it burning high for a while with all okay. the different groups sharing it. So a little bit of a mix of the two. Yeah. So you said you started getting reached out from producers of different media outlets. How did you handle all that? Like you said, you were busy with exam week, paper that you had to write. How did you handle that exposure when you started to receive it? Yeah, I guess I'm not scared of the spotlight, but I don't really... I mean, I've always kind of been a class clown, and I've always kind of... I've always been... Yeah, well, I've always been comfortable with it, you know what I mean? I like to make people laugh. I don't like to, you know, stand up in front of class and and brag about something or anything like that. But when it comes to humor, you know, I like making groups of people laugh. I've never been scared of the spotlight. I mean, this was pretty heavy, and and when I thought I was going to be Skyping into Good Morning America, and I was on live standby, and they said, just pretty much said, be ready for anything. We may or may not have time for you, and, and just sit there in front of a blank screen with the camera on you that was that was a little scary the first day i had uh all the local you know tv 12 abc nbc cbs fox 66 all of them did video interviews one came to my house to interview me uh abc 12 did it over skype and then uh, nbc came to campus and interviewed me in <laughs> gilbertson hall and then that night i went and i bought a webcam for good morning america the next morning so uh, I didn't sleep very much. Uh, I'd say I probably got three or four hours of sleep. Woke up kind of wired. I didn't eat very much at all in those two days. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> you know, it's just that you can't put something like that in the back of your mind. I, so I, I wasn't too scared of it, but it was it was big. It was big to the point where I couldn't ignore it. You know, I couldn't really focus on anything else until it was over. So it was just kind of trying to stay above water with all that stuff. What parts did you enjoy the most and really appreciate that came out of this experience? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, you know, when you're not famous, you think fame is this unattainable kind of fantasy realm. And mm-hmm. I don't know, seeing myself on national television and seeing myself on, I did a, one of the presidents of a group I belong to here on campus told me to send them the news articles of sites that had featured me. And I didn't think there'd be that many. And there were several thousand results in news for, for my name in, in the Christmas card story. So, I mean, it was it was in Korea. It was in... Wow. Yeah, it was Korean news, and they had it in... Uh, I had people in Sweden and South Africa and South America, and everyone reaching out to me, and it was... I mean, it was global news, and I don't know, it just... It's it's perspective. I value new perspective, and it's it's... I realize I'm exactly the same person. I wake up in the same house. I drive the same car to school. I do the same things. Nothing's really changed, you know, despite being in the, the eye of the world for, for a split second, you know, for this this week of fame. The perspective was cool. Uh, I'd say that's that's probably the, the best thing I've gotten out of this. The other the other was just seeing so many friends laugh and seeing, you know, so many people reach out to you and, and tell you, you know, oh, this was funny, oh, it made our day. You know, the news groups that interviewed me, they said, you know, amidst all these bad stories of the, the Paris attack pretty much happened at the same time. And yeah, all these, you know, terror attacks and shootings and everything, they say, we report on so much bad stuff. It's just nice to have something that people can laugh about and I never thought of that you know and and uh, that was kind of cool just uh, to make people happy to make people laugh nobody really took this the wrong way and uh, you know in a, in a world where that's what everyone seems to want to do mm-hmm. it was just nice to see everyone saw for what it was it was a prank we were all making fun of ourselves you know right. we weren't making fun of a group we weren't doing any of that and it was something to laugh about something to chuckle about over the holidays and yeah, especially guess, when the holidays are so stressful and yeah can, can get crazy yeah so speaking of holidays i mean how how was it with your family seeing them face to face after this moment um, took place I, I didn't see a lot of my extended family over christmas i stayed in in, uh, in michigan here um so i had a couple of brothers and sisters and my parents 
I a lot of them reached out to me. My grandma was the main one I was kind of targeting with the prank because she's she's really got as I've described it a fiery personality mm-hmm. and and I knew she'd she'd have quite a bit to say if if she saw this and and thought it was real and finally one of my aunts was supposed to do some some recon work and try to get a reaction of her on film because these you know these these news outlets are begging me for reaction footage and uh, she never got around to it I finally did end up hearing from my grandma she wasn't very happy she said she can't believe that I would think she'd fall for it oh. and <laughs> and that I can send one to her house if if I want she's not going to open the thing and oh, so she was she definitely took it the wrong way. <laughs> And she she wasn't a victim of this prank. It was just, you know, even if for a split second she thought, whoa, that's Josh. You know, what happened over the years, you know. And everyone else really thought it was funny. My aunts and uncles and my cousins really got a kick out of it. You know, seeing their seeing their cousin or their nephew on, on national TV go to work and tell your friends. And everyone everyone else thought it was it was funny. So did you gain any perks from this? Or did any opportunities come from the exposure you received? Yeah, I didn't try to capitalize on it, really. Yeah. Um, people kept telling me, you can make money off this somehow and I said you know maybe and I'm doing okay you know what I mean I'm not really working I got a couple part-time things I do while I'm going to school and I'm not really the kind of person to try to you know milk this for all it's worth I I was happy to share the story and get the story out to people but uh, I am friends on Facebook uh, with a producer at Good Morning America he requested me and and uh, a writer at BuzzFeed and several other anchors and reporters and and they all tell me you know hey if you do anything else you know keep us in touch, you know, mm-hmm. let us know if you do anything in the future. So okay. um, I've had people write out or reach out to me and, and, and ask me if, you know, hey, I write comedy. I, I used to write comedy for Jimmy Fallon. Uh, let me know if you ever want to do some filming or some acting or anything oh, like wow. that. So yeah, I don't know how big any of this stuff is. And um, with my schedule right now, I, I'm here and, you know, I'm just, I'm going back to school after a couple of years off. I'm going to get my degree. And what do you and, major uh, in? Computer information systems. Okay. But uh, no, it certainly seems like uh, made a lot of good connections and uh, kind of get your name out there. And, you know, it's something that's going to pop up pretty easily in a search engine oh, I mean, yeah. for the rest of time, probably, <laughs> if if I tell anyone about it. So it's, uh, I don't know, It's a, it was a neat experience. Prior to this whole experience, were you a heavy social media user? I use Facebook every day. When I was in Montana, I used Instagram a bit. You know, I, I, I shoot my bow and my guns, you know, target shooting a lot. Uh, I don't really hunt too much, but I do a lot of, a lot of target shooting sport shooting I'd post a lot of pictures of that stuff really other than that I was just kind of on there you know I, was, I wasn't making vines to to grab the attention of you know thousands of people or, or wasn't trying to become famous really or anything like that I was pretty content with my uh, you know a couple hundred friends and everything like that and kind of being a clown for a smaller group I used Facebook you know, every day so see and that's good to hear because uh, I hear from a lot of people that they think your demographic you know 25 years old doesn't use Facebook at all and Facebook's out of it for you guys so it's cool to hear that you're still rocking Facebook. Yeah, and, that's I mean, really the only the only social media platform that I use. I know you said you had a lot of fun, and, and certainly this whole thing was a, was a prank. Was there anything that you kind of learned from this experience? Anything you may go back and, and would change or modify? Well, like I said, the perspective. I value the perspective. You know, I look at famous people a different way now, and I don't. I wouldn't consider myself a celebrity. I'm not saying anything like that. It's that film between the famous and the non-famous is so thin. I mean, it really, I did something stupid like this and all of a sudden boom for a brief moment you know all these people know my name and you know you're this you know quote unquote famous person and you know you look at all the all the weird ways people have become famous whether it be for marrying somebody or saying something stupid on video on youtube and it's you know fame yeah (laughs) fame really isn't this uh it's really nothing to to set your your life on i mean it's it's a useful tool 
and you know like like I said I certainly you know I've made some 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 good contacts and uh, you know it's uh, I've learned a lot from it but uh, it's it's not this impossible you know I'm just a normal guy and that's what whenever anyone called me famous or anything like that I, I wished happy birthday to somebody on Facebook and they said oh a celebrity wished me happy <laughs> birthday and I said I'm only a celebrity for a week you know because <laughs> right. it's it's <laughs> You know, I'm just the same person. Everyone who's famous out there, they're just people too. You know, actors, actresses, you know, these these uh, icons, they're they're all just people. So it, it, it was a neat perspective to gain. And So how did the university take this? Did you hear anything from any of your professors or any of the, the staff here? Yeah, some of my professors, they were all they were all really, everyone at the university was extremely supportive. I had, um, I think somebody from disability services, because like I said, this happened when I was trying to study for tests and I was trying to write papers and uh, somebody from from, from disability services actually wrote out to a few of my professors and told them that, you know, and I, I had certainly contacted my professors as well, but they were telling, you know, that just explaining the great amount of stress that I was under okay. um, with all of this, all of my professors were very accommodating and, you know, give me, you know, short extensions on papers and things like that. I had um, some media coaches from the university reach out to me and give me pointers for talking on TV and for talking with interviewers and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. they even gave me a free shirt to wear. Uh, oh. on TV so that was nice and uh, every, everyone was really supportive and I, I was really surprised every, every single person at, at the university who had a part in this was was very supportive. So how was it around campus walking around and people recognizing that? It actually wasn't a problem because okay. um, I, I looked so different in my card oh, yeah, yeah. and was making such you know strange faces and, and, and really looked so nerdy in the card nobody recognized me walking down the hall which was nice because you know mm-hmm. you can you can't shy away from the fame on the internet that's right. there you know my Facebook's blown up with all these friend requests and messages and you know I can shy away from it at school and I can walk down the hallway without getting stopped I you know I've had a few people I was out to eat and somebody you know somebody asked for an autograph and you know so I wrote them a little <laughs> note and signed them an autograph you know I got I got some people reaching out and so every once in a while somebody will recognize me I sat in class today and and a teacher went around and told us to say something that we had done in the room that nobody else had and so I said well I guess I was on global news about a month ago and everyone kind of you know so I explained and they're like, oh, that was you, and they look back. So nobody, nobody recognized me, which is, uh, like I said, it was, it was kind of nice. Do you still have some cards left? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I probably I have a few dozen left or something like that. Would you want to sign one and give it away to one of our listeners? Yeah. I know I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I'd okay. be happy to do that. Yeah, so if anybody comments on the podcast, uh, we'll make sure that uh, you get in the drawing to win that. So I, I guess one of the last questions I have is any advice you would have for uh, anyone who gets, you know, like you said, you weren't trying to get national attention and just kind of took off from there. Any advice you'd have for somebody who gets put into this situation or the situation happens to them in one way or another via social media? I'd say um, if you're ever pursuing something like this, and there's a chance that it could go big, be ready for it to go big. You know, have your ducks in a row, so to speak, because, you know, when something blows up this big, I mean, I go from nothing, nobody, to this on national news. That's that's quite a contrast. And, mm-hmm. you know, just your day-to-day functions. I mean, cleaning, doing dishes, you know, just, I pretty much put everything on hold and just tried to get the interviews done with. You've really got to be ready and you've got to realize, I mean, that that's stuff that you really can't put in the back of your mind. So to an extent, you can prepare for it and the rest of it's, it's going to have 
have to be uh, have to be ready for the storm. Like I said, it happened at a weird time in my life where I, where it was stuff that I had to do. Try to time it out as best as you can. You know, you can never predict how these things are going to go. But yeah, try to make sure it's not at a time in your life where you've got you know a wife giving birth or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it's it'll get crazy. So did you have like a process for all that? Were you just accepting anybody as a friend request, or um, were you only answering certain messages, or or did you just you know do as much as you could? Or I think I replied to every person that messaged me. It took me a while to do that. As far as friend requests go, I uh, I accepted, you know, rather than sort through everything. If I saw mutual friends, I'd accept somebody, you know, unless there was uh, another case where, you know, somebody had caught my eye or something like that, or somebody said, you know, hey, this is funny, you know, we should film or something like that, you know. Like I said, I've made some good contacts that way, and I tried to keep it under under control, but it, I, respond, I think I responded to everybody's messages. Thanks, glad you thought it was funny, stuff like that. Because like I said, I'm no better than anyone else. I'm not, you know, oh, all of a sudden I'm, I'm this celebrity and I don't talk to people, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a normal person just like the people that were messaging me. So I was happy to chat a little bit with everybody and, uh, you know, just, just hear the different responses from people. It was neat. Well, that's cool. Well, I certainly appreciate Josh, you sitting down with us and, and sharing your experience with, with our listeners and, and your opportunity that you have. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, not a problem. And like I said, if you, if you love what you hear, certainly leave a comment. We would uh, appreciate a review on iTunes. Um, if you want to make sure you never miss an episode, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. For, for more information about this podcast, head over to jeffdehaven.com for this show and, and other social media information. Thank you for tuning in and, and we'll certainly catch you on the next episode. This podcast is a production of Blue Thumb Digital. For more useful information, head over to bluethumbdigital.com.